Welcome back to Off the Bar Podcast. I'm Connor O'Brien. I'm here with uh, Michael Figueroa. Uh, today, we're starting a new segment, Needs and Wants, where we're going to look at each team, different teams in different leagues. This week, we're doing Prem Top 6. And we're going to see, we're going to talk about how what was their season result like? What do we think of that? What do we think of the next season expectation? Where do we think they're going to end up next season? And to meet that expectation for them, what does this team need to do to get there? Lots to talk about today. We're going over City, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. Not necessarily in that order. We're free-flowing today, right, Michael? Yeah, free-flowing. Free-flowing, no free-flowing. No strategy. Deep, blindfolded. Crazy. All vibes. Tired. Who cares? All Let's vibes. Go. No numbers on my sheet. <laughs> Just vibes. Just, oh, man. It's like it's like Ronaldo going to war. He's like, see. It's like Ronaldo getting off a plane in America, bro. He's gotten up. Let's start with Manchester City. So Manchester City, I think it's fair to say they had a good, not great season result. I, I mean. Fine. Like, they just kind of, like, if they, obviously, they would have had, they expected to win the, you know, the Champions League, and they lost in spectacular fashion. But they were expecting to, like, you know, like, they, they were hoping to not, like, lose the league which they didn't and they won in literally in the craziest way um maybe they were like disappointed they didn't want any other anything else but they just like that they can kind of still like i think they've increased their like they're like they're closing the gap to man united i remember correctly like they're getting closer and closer and i know man united does not like that and we will talk about man united later on but um yeah I you mean a fine season and, and what do you mean closing the gap what do you like mean closing they, the gap? Like, as in they get, they're probably going to get more and more Premier League trophies while City or United are just trying to throw Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Great point. Great point. I mean, yeah, I mean, City, like, it's like a good season. Like, if you're looking, if you, if you put like a blank card over the name of the, of the team and they're like, all right, we made it to the Champions League quarterfinals, won their league, uh, pretty good domestic semifinals, sorry. Um, all that. Like, if you do that and you just cover Manchester City's name, you're reading that like, oh, it's a good season. Won their league, semifinals, that's good. Manchester City wins their league every year. Like, it's the status quo. Like, if they don't win the league, it's a disappointing season. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, it's like, uh, it's like the same, in the same vein that, like, when Trent gets crosses, like, every time it's, like, an expected assist. Like, yeah. he's that, like, like, they're that good. Like, they're expected to be there. And when he doesn't get an assist, it's disappointing. If one thing, there's one thing Pep Gorilla knows how to do is how to dominate a league play. And yeah. he has proven that with Man City. When he went there, he's, he came and he's been conquering so far in the Premier League, at least. Yeah. And he's going to keep doing it. And it seems like with their moves in the offseason, they're 100% going to do that. Signing Irvin Holland, signing Alvarez. Um, I feel like the only thing that might hurt them next year will be losing Bernardo Silva because he's just so creative on the ball. Mm. He's, he was such a monster last season, especially when KDB was hurt. But I don't know how that's gonna like. I don't know how that's gonna work if they lose him. I, I don't know who they're going for in the off season. I feel like they shouldn't lose him, even though he's gonna be he's favorite to go to Barcelona after Barcelona got their financial boost. But what do you think, Connor? I don't know. I mean, with City, like obviously the expectations win the league. Expectation should be win Champions League, even though they've been bottling the last couple of years. I really just think like it's the main issue with them. Like they, so, they're fixing all their problems, right? Like they signed, they need a striker. You saw that against Atletico Madrid. You saw that against Real Madrid. 
they needed that striker to punch through the box, especially late in those games. Um, since Aguero left, they've been trying everything. Jesus has not really worked there for them, even though he's good. It's more, I think that's more of like a pep, uh, not really trusting his player kind of thing. Uh, the false nines don't really work against certain defensive structures. Signing Holland will do that. And I think there's other spots too. When, like when you have guys like Bernardo Silva might leave, Fernandinho's leaving, guys like that. Like they're not, they don't really have a left back. Like you need to continue to add depth to this team. So when they're sitting there, like they're about to add Calvin Phillips, they're about to add Kukurea. I think those are moves that are really good and strengthen them in the right spots. And they're already strengthening the striker position. Like there's not a lot to say here. I think the only thing I could add is like, and maybe this is, maybe this is like a weird thing for me. And like, I'm not Pep. Pep wants to play the way he wants to play. I feel like they play the wrong formation. I wouldn't, I would disagree. I feel like Pep knows what he wants to play with. I just think he needs more trust in his players in the game. Yeah. He's very, he's a very controlled manager. He tells his players where his options are going to be, where they have to look for, and where they're what type of like style they need to play at. And sometimes it doesn't work well with very creative players. Um, Grealish struggled. Uh, Jack Grealish struggled. Jesus, that was really hard to say. Jack Grealish struggled last season because he's a very creative player, player on the ball. In Villa, he was more dominant with the ball. While he's in Pep's system, he requires to be more of like you know more movement, more passing to be presented certain ways. And that's, some, that's not something he's used to, which is why he's going to like, you know, he struggles for a little bit to adjust. But in general, I feel like it would be fine. And I think the team will be better next year with Holland. I think, will that be enough to win a Champions League? I have no clue because it seems like the football gods, if they are any, um, they refuse to let PSG and Man City win anything. And I think that is really funny. <laughs> yeah, they're about to start wrecking Newcastle too by the way I don't know I just can't help but feel like with signing Kukurea which they're almost definitely gonna do with Calvin Phillips which is almost already done moving to a 4-2-3-1 doing like Cancelo, Diaz, Laporte, Kukurea back to Rodri Phillips right wing's a little spotty right now but it'll probably be Mares. I doubt he leaves uh, De Bruyne at Foden then Holland up top I just feel like defensive, like defensively, you can't get through that. And offensively, they're a juggernaut. Like it's to me the best team in soccer far and away. If they play that way, Pep plays. He just yeah. He, most teams, he was he doesn't have to struggle about. He doesn't have to worry about like other teams like causing an offensive like struggle for them. Like, what he Liverpool is probably going to be his biggest enemy next year. Maybe Chelsea. Maybe Arsenal. Probably Tottenham because they beat them twice last year, especially with what they're doing this summer, which we'll get to later. Um, hmm. But it seems like City doesn't really have to worry about it until three games in the Premier League. For three yeah. matches, they for sure have to probably like be more focused. Maybe three or four, they have to like probably pay more attention. But most of it, they have it in the bag. Sure, they lost Fernandinho, but Rodri's become probably the best CDM in the Premier League right now. Mm. So they're fine. Like, I don't, like, every time City, like, fans are like, oh, we need a number nine. I'm like, did you really need a number nine? Because you guys were pretty dominant against plenty of teams. Like, when you when City plays a bad team, they beat them very thoroughly. They play against Newcastle. They six out of them. What, they're Bruins scoring five or four goals. Like, they're fine. Yeah. Like, their team is fine. I just, I think they're going to do pretty good next year. I just feel like if they bottle the Champions League, it would be because of something else. <laughs> like it's, something uh, always it's Pep overthinking a bit. It's Pep overthinking a big game once again. No, yeah, it's always something like that. Like just 
sometimes, Pep, you just got to let your team do their, what they have to do. Because I've seen him, like, in the sideline. He's screaming at players to do certain things and, like, move certain ways. And you just got to have trust in your players, man. Because at that point, why would you even have these people playing if you're not going to trust them? No, I completely agree. Like, he's going to lose. He's going to get rid of Senchenko. He's going to probably, like you said, get Kukurela. And they needed that. But I don't know, man. Like, just Pep, just vibe, man. You have a team, man. You have a good team. You have Joao Cancelo. You have Kyle Walker. You have Laporte, you have Bernardo, um, um, Diaz. Sorry, Ruben Diaz. Ruben Portuguese name. No. Um, Diaz. Mm. Um, I think the only player that I would kind of say like position they'll kind of need to improve, but not really, would be like keeper. I don't feel like Ederson's that good, but mm. he's mm. not like an issue where he's so like he's not like so bad at being a goalkeeper that it's an issue like he's just he's like he's okay for a team that's like supposed yeah. to be like insane but you know you don't really need like an insane goalkeeper you just need some he just needs somebody that's able to move the ball in the back and he's good at doing that so like he's gonna be fine i don't think that's a worry now across the street <laughs> we have yeah. a team that completely fumbled their expectations could need a complete oh restructure God. yeah and just need like to completely change their like style of, like how they do things and kind of like look at themselves and be like jesus what is wrong with us yeah. and that team is good old manchester united what did to say about man united connor i think it's fair to say that manchester united's uh, season result was very poor i mean finishing fifth and getting knocked out of the champions league pretty early especially after they had finished third the season before under all qualified for the champions league which they had done in a bit and then adding like Ronaldo, Sancho, they, Veron. They finished second last year. Did they finish second? Yeah, they were. Wow. They were like I remember going into the mm. season. Man United yeah. were probably in like mm. like favorites to win it over Liverpool, mind you. They yeah. had a sign Ronaldo, like you said. They signed Sancho. They signed Veron at defense, and everyone was like, "Their defense needs improvement." Rafael mm. Veron is the improvement you need. You're the best center back in the world. They were like. Luke Shaw came out there, came out of a fantastic Euros with England. That team was looking really good. They won, the, they played their first game against Leeds. They smoked the Leeds, but obviously, like, you know, relegation battle Leeds <laughs> wasn't impressive. And I kind of saw that there was a little bit of issues with the squad there. You have Pogba, they have um, Bruno Fernandes, they had Fred playing pretty good sometimes. <laughs> pretty good sometimes. Yeah. Um, then you had Rashford, Sancho, and obviously one of the best players of all time, Ronaldo, in, in front, join your team for basically pennies on the dollar. For actually for free, but he's getting paid like ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of wages. But yeah, um, yeah, Man United were expected to win it, even go pretty far in the Champions League. And they literally crashed and burned. And I think it's just personally prior to that i saw that the additions they made i thought it was fantastic and i thought they were going to do pretty good but i told my friend and i told a bunch of people the menu fans i'm like listen i am not convinced by ole he has literally been in a bunch of finals you guys he's been in the manager for a bunch a long time sure he he makes you play better football but it doesn't seem like it's he just seems like you have the right pieces it doesn't seem like you're like in general, like he's a good manager, knows how to make adjustments and certain substitutes in certain moments. And that was pretty like you're pretty aware of that at the beginning where they're barely passing by teams in the group stages in the Champions League. They were barely being teams. They were just doing good. And out of nowhere they kind of like they crashed like the stock market, like out of nowhere. 
and then they fired Ole, and they hired Ragnick, and Ragnick did not have like an opportunity to even try to prove himself. It just <laughs> yeah, he dipped. He dipped as soon as he could. Like he yeah. was there for like he was there for like three months. He was like, "This is terrible. I hate it here." Yeah, it was. Right. He didn't like yeah. he didn't like the players that they gave him. He didn't <laughs> like the system that he was um, stuck with. And it seemed like the office in Man United cares more about branding than they do about actual football. Which, well, they care about American football because they want Tampa Bay, but they don't care about soccer. <laughs> yeah. Using like, United to funnel their money up to the box so Tom Brady can get Super Bowl rings. Yeah, but it was it was embarrassing like to watch. Like it was it was it was like a it's like watching have you ever seen the room? Connor? I've not seen the room. The room with Brie Larson. No, it's called it's a room. It's with um Tommy Wiseau. It's one of the worst. Oh yes, I, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. It's so the disaster. Bad. Yeah. That's how it was to watch Man United. When they were bad, it was art. Like getting four nailed against Brighton was insane. Yeah. And I think what made it even better was watching like Gary Neville like freak out. Like, what's wrong with the team? And we're like, it's like we've been telling you there's an issue with like like the core yeah. of the squad. All these players, they don't like a lot of players seem like they don't care. Like Paul Popa doesn't seem happy there. He hasn't since Mourinho. Mourinho before he got fired went in a whole rant about like how players don't care. These players don't like for the future and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. And well they just they scrapped him, told him he was crazy and they signed Harry McGuire. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, with all that in mind, too, I, I would imagine next season's expectations, like, even though, like, all of this has happened, if you're a top six club in Prem, your expectation every year, top four finish. Yeah. Yeah. I think, given that they're going to be in the Europa League this year, too, I don't know if they're necessarily the favorites for Europa League. Personally, I would say that maybe maybe Arsenal's the favorite this year. Just off the top of my head, not thinking about a lot of teams, but I I don't know, like, Top four, strong showing in Europa League. Given that they're dumpster fire right now to high expectations like that because they're a top four team, it's Manchester United, they need to be there. How do we get from here to there? You have to reconstruct your whole team. So I, they're already doing that by trying to get um, Frankie de Young, mm-hmm. which is a um, fantastic purchase that they end up doing it. He's so good on the ball. He's fantastic for Barcelona. I wouldn't want to lose if I was Barcelona, but you know, they're trying to go for Bernardo, so like I said earlier. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to get rid of him because he's not what Xavi likes, even though I disagree yeah. with Xavi. I feel like he's great. He's um, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. But Ten Hag is trying to like basically purchase a bunch of players that played in Ajax, that used to play in Ajax. He's like, he brought, he's bringing back, um, I think it was called, I forgot his name. He's talking about bringing like Anthony into the club. He's talking about like Jordan Timber, um, a couple other guys. Oh, Donnie Vandebeek's coming back. Donnie, there we go. Donnie Donnie Vandebeek is coming back. So it seems like he's trying to like put revolve a team around his style of play that he had Mm. in Ajax that was successful Ajax and implemented into the Premier League. And it might pay off. Ronaldo's gonna be there next year still. I think maybe Sancho will have time to adjust again. Mm. But I feel like it's an open like everything is open up to like we don't know yet because yeah. we thought it was going to change Ralph Rannick. It didn't. They thought it was going to be better with Ole with Sancho's players. It wasn't. So it's just kind of wait and see what they do in the summer and see how they're – I think they should get – they obviously have to approve the right-back position because Wampus yes. Walker is not in it. Mm-hmm. They need to improve the center-back position because Harry Maguire 
is not it. I feel like he's, he's getting he's terrible. Extru- I think, and I'm being honest, I feel like Harry Maguire is getting a little bit too much hate. Yeah, like the bomb threat to his house is egregious. Yeah, I, you can like, like I don't think he's fantastic, like a fantastic defender. But this man yeah. was really good at one point. I think it's just he lost his confidence in the team. Yeah, but a team like that, he's obviously gonna lose his confidence. And I have a hot take, and and a lot of people are gonna say disagree with me, but I think even De Gea might have to like go. The reason why is because De Gea is not exactly. He, he's, he's not gonna speed. He's a great shot stopper. I will give him mm-hmm. that. He was the best. If, he's, he was the second. He's one of the best players, if not the best player last season for Man United. But he's not good on the ball. He's not a dominant goalkeeper in the box. He doesn't, when there's crosses inside, he just kind of lets it happen. So in order for them to like either, they either need to improve with a defender that's good on the in the air and winning headers, or he has to be more aggressive. And mm-hmm. it's shown that he has not been more aggressive. And that could be an issue for Man United. Now, like, it's not something I feel like they have to do. They keep him, like, it's the hand. He's still a great player. He's going to be fine with them. But their priorities have to be improving defense, center back, right back, and maybe even getting a a younger striker to help out because I know they have Alanga, but, you know. Yeah. He's more of a wing, though, and they have a couple of younger guys coming through, but I don't know, given, like, so the club said, like, Ten Hawk can only spend this much money. Given their needs – here, there, whatever. Like you need, like you probably need another wing. You really need a defense. Like you really, very badly need a defensive mid that can actually like, be a defensive mid. You need a center back. You need a right back. Given that, given that Rashford's still there, um, I would imagine they just kind of let Rashford be the backup at least. I'll give. I actually give more Rashford more of a chance. I feel like he yeah. struggled last year because it was a sharp change for the club, and the club just seemed like it was going through like a toxic transition that moment. But you know. If Ten Hag could change the culture, it'll be good. But I, mm. I want to pressure this and emphasize this for Man United fans. Rome was not building in a day. Real Madrid did not win three Champions League in one season. It took time. It's a project. Be patient. And yeah. Ten Hag is a great manager. What he did with Ajax was fantastic and took to the semis. He struggled this. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't do that well this year in the Champions League. But you know, he did pretty well with Ajax. So be patient. If you don't win, it's fine. You're not that good. You're not you're not Liverpool, City, and like you. Like you're not there. Like don't don't look at these teams and be like, I need to be like, no, no, you don't. You have to be man united. You have to be like, look at what Arsenal did. Arsenal were bad for so long and now they're doing a little bit better. So just be patient. Football rewards those who are patient. Do what Mourinho said. Football heritage, football heritage. Make purchases and investments for the future. Don't expect anything at the moment, or else you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be keep. You're going to keep fire managers. They're not going to do that good. You want yeah, to I mean, else, <laughs> I mean, if you're a YouTube listener or YouTube viewer, TikTok viewer, hand movements going crazy during that. Like it's, yeah. I mean, to our listeners, Michael, Michael may be Michael may be Italian after all. I, I'm Hispanic, so we use our hand movements a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah. to our to our audio listeners, um, when I mentioned Man United, I put them very low compared to City and Liverpool because they are not good. So there we go. Yeah. He lowered his voice like it was a little like side, like an under note. Yeah, like an under. Yeah. Speaking of quiet places, let's move over to Merseyside. What a transition, by the way. Wow. Um, anyways, Liverpool. I think for their season. 
I'd say good, not great. They did win the double. They did do the double FA Cup, Carabao Cup. Yay. But if you look at the important stuff, yay. But if you look they at the important stuff. the worst trophies they can win. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've got the ones that are like the add-on that you have to win to get the treble. Yeah. Like you need to do like the league, Champions League. I was thinking the FA Cup. Like, like you won the FA Cup and Carabao Cup. It's like cool. And that's like the thing that Liverpool fans oh, are going to use for the next year. What's the FA Cup? FA Cup it's it's the spirit it's the spirit of competition, Michael. It's very important to the fabric of English soccer, um, mind FA you. Cup is the F and Arsenal Cup, okay? That's the only trophy we win. Thank you. Care about cups the chip. Care about chips the uh, Chelsea Cup. All we win is that. Fox is handing us a trophy. Yeah. But um. But it's okay. So Liverpool, yeah. you know, they lost Sané, which was I think is going to be a very big yeah. for them. Mm. Um, sure, they have Luis Diaz. They're going to be fine with Luis Diaz. It's just going to take a little bit of a while to adjust. I still, I still think they're going to finish guaranteed top three. This is I would say so, too. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to end up at third, but I'm saying that the range is if they go lower in the top three is disappointment. Because, you know, they got Darwin Nunez. He's a fantastic young player. Mm-hmm. The only issue with Nunez is he's not really good on the ball like when it comes with passing. Yeah. He's a fantastic scorer. He's not much of a sister or a passer. You know, he is very young, so it could change. Apparently, he had an mm. asthma problem, too, which was interesting to hear. Um, and, you know, obviously, they have they lost on it. They're going to play with Luis Diaz probably in the wing. They're going to mm. keep Salah, and they're probably going to play Jota up, up front, which, you know, is basically the same team they had before. Their team's fine. They went to, like, four cup. They went to three cup finals. They yeah. almost won the league the last day. Lost yeah, the league but, by one point. Lost the Champions League like by a goal. Um, yeah, they, they and I do think they, like yeah. they they just the only disappointing thing was they didn't score in a single cup final, and there were mm. three of them, which is yeah. concerning. Mm. But you know, I think they're fun. Like they're not. Yeah. I'm not super worried about them. If I were a Liverpool fan, I'll be happy that we got Darwin Nunez, and I'll just be like, okay, just kind of see what's just kind of hope for the best for next season, and maybe get like another player for like another young winger just to have something on the bench to replace like yeah. maybe if Harvey Elliott some more maybe if Harvey Elliott some more minutes to get him ready for when Salah inevitably either leaves or retires and having like a yeah. sort of a renaissance maybe not a renaissance but like just a continuation of greatness of that position which I think Harvey Elliott's very capable of um so like it feels like Liverpool in terms of expectations is just a team that needs to like punch through because they punched through before, like a couple of years ago, they're like Champions League winners, won the league before with this mostly same squad, same coach. Like, what does Liverpool need to do to punch through? I would say, I don't know, because they have a good, they have a really good team. I think it just needs experience. Like, they have a young, they have a lot of young talent. Maybe mm. Trent needs to get improved better at defense. Mm. That's about it. <laughs> like, they're going to be fine. They yeah. have, literally, if, if Matip is not playing good, they have Konate, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. is there. Joe, Joe Gomez, forgotten guy, is still there. You could always, Nat Phillips just having an awesome season of warm up. He could always come back. But I wasn't uh, playing that yeah. much for like, at one point, Matip was like one of the best center backs in the league. Mm. And Konate took his spot in the final because he was, they needed speed and back there. And they, yeah. he was doing really good against him. He was great. Yeah, yeah like, it wasn't he was not the reason Vinicius scored in that game. It was Trent ball watching, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think my only thing, and then maybe this is not a next season issue, but a long term issue for Liverpool is you need to add youth to that midfield. 
if you look at the starters in that midfield, it's like Thiago's like 33, Henderson's like 35. Fabinho will be 29 at some point this season. Like, go get you Bellingham. Go get you Bellingham. Give Curtis Jones more minutes. Like, inject you. We going to London? In London also. We're going to London. We have three teams in London. Oh, my God. He's going to talk about Crystal Palace. Yeah, obviously. No, we're going to talk about Fulham. Obviously, you know, they have some of the so many Andres Andres Pereira, Anthony Robinson, and huge Tottenham. club. We're talking now we're talking about, about Tottenham. We're talking about Tottenham. Yeah. Um, yes. Arsenal rivals, but I give credit as credit is due. They did fantastic last year. Huming Sung was phenomenal. Um, he's so good. So, so good. Um, I remember I heard rumors that he might want to leave and or his, his dad said you should leave, and I kind of, I kind of agree. If this year doesn't end, plan out as it should be, yeah, if he should look somewhere else. But you know, with that being said, currently, um, I gave you food cat. Wait, give me a second. Yeah, yeah. So with Song playing the way he's playing, I, I can't see why like they shouldn't be performing that good next year. Conte isn't is like Conte is going to dominate the Premier League. They got um, Pjanic for free mm. they're tr- they're already going for Richarlison right now they're making these yep. moves they're actually there's i'm really impressed what they're gonna do yeah, i mean i think they had a great end of the day you look at this i think they had a great season considering like they finished seventh the year before last year um if you look at that too like having to fire your coach so early in the season being able to bounce back from like terrible season kane didn't want to be there all this like all the stuff against you and finish fourth I think is really incredible, admirable. Like they, I believe they got all the way down to. Now off the top of my head, I think they got all the way down to eleventh, and being able to come back and do that is, I think, that's yeah, a great run in the season. And then for this season's expectations, like I would imagine, like you do the same thing again, have a great run in Champions League, have a great run in the Prem, finish top four, make a good run in Champions League. You're bringing in like guys like Richarlison. Ivan Perisic, they're linked to Jed Spence from, uh, I believe, Nottingham Forest. Um, yeah, there's a lot of expectations for this club. So I think, like, if we're looking at how to get there, like, one biggest thing, you got to keep Kane, Son, Conte happy. How do you keep Kane and Son happy? Win. Great. How do you win? Let Conte do his vision. So you're letting Conte, like, kind of mold what he wants from the club already. If you see that, like, like you see that with, like, they're bringing Ivan Perisic instead of Reguilon to play left wing back because he wants more of an offensive-minded left wing back. Like, he had Chelsea, where he had, like, Mark Alonso in that spot. Like, he had at um, Inter Milan, where he had Ivan Perisic in that spot, who he just re-signed. Um, Emerson Roy- Jed Spence for Emerson Royale. Jed Spence, more of a natural wing back. Emerson Royale, more of a natural fullback. Uh, they're getting the depth he wants for Charleston. Uh, and... I think the biggest thing for them, the biggest question mark is who are you playing at center back? Yeah, I would agree. I think defense is something they need to improve. Um, it's it's amazing how like they're giving him the money, they're giving him the players he wants. And I wouldn't doubt them being a real threat next year, which is impressive from Tottenham. Tottenham usually is like the team you make fun of and say, haha, you have no trophies. But I don't know. I feel like that 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 joke can actually very well end next year, with the way they're going. Contes is serial winner. He goes to teams. He wins, and he even wins the league. He he won Inter his their first league title, basically defeating the monopoly Juventus had. 
and he won with Chelsea. So he's he's proven himself as a winner in the Premier League too. So I, I think he can he can do be a real threat there. And I was kind of I was afraid of him when he first got the job there. In my mind, it had like a little area that kind of said, like, you know, it is Tottenham at the end of the day, but it's Conte also. So I am I think they're gonna do phenomenal next year. They're gonna probably try to go win a trophy this next year. If they don't, that'll be a massive, massive disappointment. I agree. I agree. I mean, the expectations are sky high for this club, even though they're not the jokiest they've ever wanted. Sands Audi Cup, a uh, huge competition from them. Yeah, but yeah. Sands Audi Cup, uh, not a trophy-winning club. If you look at more trophy-winning clubs, if we're going to talk about next season, we look at our clubs. We should look at our – yeah. I, I feel like – do you want to talk about Arsenal first or Chelsea first? Um, we can do – there's a lot to talk about Arsenal as in, like, we already, we already signed, so we can do Arsenal real yeah. quick if you want. I mean – I maybe one for the YouTube listeners just while we're here. Chris, don't edit this part out. Uh, rock, paper, scissors. Uh, <laughs> or first, or you want first or last? What are we doing? Uh, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put my fingers. I'm gonna put my fingers out of the screen, right? Okay. Is it odd or even? Odd. Even. Oh, what do you want? You want Arsenal first or second? Let's do a second. Say the best for last. Okay, the most best for. Okay, Osaka. Okay. Right, so Chelsea. Oh, brother. Chelsea. Me, Chelsea I know I'm reclined. Ba- I'm reclined back in my Chelsea therapist chair. You wrote a. You wrote a thesis for your senior I mean, year about Chelsea and like their improvements. Oh, I know. This is my. This is my uh, doctoral campaign. You this is what's like, going to be my doctorate degree in sports journalism. You better have like evidence. So no, I mean, like, out of all of the – I took four pages of notes. One page is just Chelsea. Yeah. So, last season, personally, mind you, as an outsider, mm. with an arrival team, yeah, I did think Chelsea kind of struggled, and they didn't – they were kind of disappointed. That's the team that's supposed to win it, and they almost, at one point, didn't stay in the top four. What do you think, Connor? I am glad Raph is not on this week because I agree that Chelsea was disappointing this year. Okay. Um, I would have gotten. I will get flamed on uh, Monday when Rafa listens to this. I will get flamed in the group chat. It's fine. I understand. It's disappointing. I agree. It's disappointing, but it's understandable. There was a war we were very much involved in that derailed yeah. the campaign. There was a lot of drama. Lukaku did not want to be here, and he didn't tell us, and we still signed him. And then he decided, he went on TV and told everybody that he didn't want to be here. Everybody got hurt. Afcon happened. We lost our starting goalie. Kepa was terrible. He kept subbing Kepa in in penalty shootouts and we would lose the penalty shootout you can't can't just say like oh afcon is why we did bad because like no i'm blaming afcon two other top three players are literally like their top two players are literally from africa no i know i i need a new slant besides ukraine because ukraine i've been like pulling for like three months on the podcast is like why is chelsea not doing as good as they're supposed to be and i I need like a new i need i need like mendy if i need a new slant for like why is chelsea bad you're talking about Ukraine more than the media is at this point. No, honestly, like, I, I have to be the only person that's still talking about Ukraine. Everyone else just hates Joe Biden on the news. It's just me talking about Ukraine and why it's still relevant. I, I think the only thing that you the, the whole war caused was the worry that you might lose, like, the players, like, worries and the reason why they left. That's the only reason that, yeah. like, that caused for you guys. Like, we're probably left. Like, I think, you know, obviously – 
that money Madrid probably gave him was also mm-hmm. really nice. And the fact that Madrid were in the finals of Champions League was also very enticing. But it didn't help that you guys were in the spot where, like, are we going to be a club in a couple of months? Are we not? Well, that's, well, I mean, that's why Pulisic was bad. He was bearing the weight as an American of being fearful that he would have to intervene in yet another war. I mean, if we're looking at next season expectations for Chelsea, though, I would imagine it's very similar to Tottenham's in that, like, you got to finish top four. You got to make a really strong Champions League. I really, I needed to, I know it's such a stupid, pointless thing. I need a domestic cup. I need a trophy next season as a fan. Like I need something like hold over my head. Like we won the FA cup. It's spirit of competition stuff. Well, um, trophy's nice. So I, I would understand. It's always nice. It's always nice. Yeah. I mean, Tottenham never expects to win a trophy. So I wouldn't imagine they're really caring about FA cup or care about cup. But, no, I yeah. think they're going to care next year. I'm telling you, they're, they're going to be like, listen, yeah. we have to win something or else Conte's going to be like, you guys suck. I'm leaving. What do you think the minimum for Tottenham to win where Conte doesn't have like a, a meltdown and leaves the club is? A trophy. But we're not talking about top. We have to go back to Chelsea. Come on, Connor. Stay on topic right now. We're in the. We're I'm going London. back. It's a, it's a fair question. It's a fair It was game relevant. It's a fair not question. Quite right now, London. I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure the care about cup is why Antonio Conte stays at Tottenham, but I digress. Let's talk about Chelsea again. Chelsea last season, it's fair to say disappointing. Win the Champions League two seasons ago. Coming in with that, Tuchel came in. Lukaku came in, there's sky high expectations, didn't meet those. Those, and then now you're like, okay, new owner, he's got a ton of money. We still finished third, despite everything that happened. Tuchel's still there, a lot of the main guys are still there. They're going to reboot the roster. High expectations. How do we get there? We got to get rid of the dead weight, and we're starting to. I'm really, really, like, I, I have not had a chance to talk about this yet on any, on any of the podcasts, but boy, am I glad Lukaku's gone. I'm so glad you guys loaned him from Inter. Dude, it's, it's, by the way, it's hilarious that he got loaned to Inter for, and we're making 10 million off his loan fee. We bought him for 100 mil, 10 million. What do you think his number is in Inter? I don't know. That's really funny, though. <laughs> 90. <laughs> the difference between what we paid for him and what we're getting back. And he won us the Club World Cup, though, so I will give him it. The Club World Cup was clearly worth $90 million. <laughs> no one wins the Club World Cup. It's, not, it's a very hard yeah. competition. Well, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the only competition I could think of um, that maybe is more, in terms of uh, that, more prestigious, more around is maybe the finalissima. No, I think, I think the hardest. Audi Cup? Audi Cup? No, no, I, I, think it's, I think it's obviously the MLS Cup, bro. Oh, the Open Cup, the U.S. Open Cup. No, maybe the Lamar Hung Cup. Yeah, like that's really hard. No, maybe yeah, the and back, maybe the NBA Finals. <laughs> back to Chelsea, we're doing. Back to Chelsea, we got. I'm, I'm avoiding the questions. So, this is, oh, geez, I'm um, I'm deflecting. Dead weight, you're saying. Lukaku dead weight. Lukaku's um, gone. Christensen's gone. He sucked. Rudiger, and mm. you did lose Christensen. You might lose Aspilicueta. Reese James doesn't seem like he's going anywhere at this point. There's not really news around him right now. No. Um. Marcus Alonso might go to jail. I mean, he might go to another team. Um, yeah. So. Who else he might drive away. Will Warner. I mean, we got I, so like I made a quick list of guys like that need to go. In my yeah. opinion. All right. Timo Werner. Keppa. Malang Sar. Jorginho. Ross Barkley. Hakeem Ziyech. Kennedy. All need to go. I disagree with one of those. Which one? Timo. I thought Timo was doing really good this season. He did I actually I, I actually agree with you. 
I do agree with you. I would like to see him stay on as a super sub. I think the thing, the biggest thing with him is that he plays not, the, I think he's just a left wing and everyone just needs to accept that he's a left wing. Because then if he plays left wing and you just accept that, he's just Raheem Sterling. He was a lot more consistent this year. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like you guys should give him the chance. Like I, I honestly was impressed by him. I'm no, like no banter or anything. Like I honestly was like, wow, Timo was doing pretty good. He's scoring more often. Um, mm. He should deserve more of a chance than Chelsea. But, yeah. you know, I digress. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to see him stay. I do think he – I mean, two seasons ago, he was our leading assister. Led us in Champions League goals, um, I like, two seasons ago. I do think he's great, but I don't think there's room for him in the squad, and we'll get to that because I think we need to bring in reinforcements. So if let's you look at your summer targets because you guys have a lot of them. Oh, Anytime boy. another team oh, goes boy. into it, you just jump right in. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're one of the richest clubs in the world now. Top Bowley's uh, running for us. Uh, not like we weren't rich before, but boy, do we have that Dodgers money. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at, like, attackers to go back to Timo or anything, like, I'd love to keep him. But, I mean, I would rather have one, if not – I would imagine we get two of the three guys we're linked to an attack being Rafinha from Leeds, uh, move we hijacked, uh, sorry, Michael, from Arsenal and from Barcelona. Uh, Dembele from Barcelona also, uh, close to him. And then Raheem Sterling, which I think we can get done. I think we can get at least two of those guys. And then if you're looking at like a front three, we have maybe move Mounts back to midfield, maybe change the formation up a little bit to accumulate another attacker. But personally, I'd love to see like a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 with Mount Moore in midfield playing as an attacking mid. But uh, I digress. When you have, like, you already have Kai Havertz, Mason Mount. Pulisic might leave, and we'll talk about that in a second, but Pulisic may end up leaving in a, in a swap deal with Juventus for Mathis de Ligt, uh, center back that we very badly need. Um, when you're looking at, like, the when you have Rafinha, one of Rafinha, Dembele, Raheem Sterling, you have Kai Havertz, Mason Mount. I don't know where Tino Werner fits in there. That's why I had him as dead weight. I want to see more prioritized defense over trying mm. to get more offensive pieces. I feel like guys would be yeah. fine with offensive pieces as long as you get a, mm. a proper nine, yeah, and maybe another winger, which you already did with Rafinha. So mm. you guys would be you guys would be fine. Um, Pulisic, I do think he needs to go as an American. I think he needs to change the scenery. Yeah, go somewhere else. You're not. I don't know what it is about Tuchel doesn't want to give him what he wants. And I think he doesn't trust him. It's weird. I mean, Pulisic is, if you look at the, especially his advanced status too, Pulisic is so like, he's very good when he gets the chance to play the position, like play left wing and build up confidence. But Tuchel's like, need you left, need you wing back this week, need you right wing, need you to come, need to not play you for three games in a row and then bring you on the last 20 minutes and then yell at you on the sideline. Like he just doesn't trust Pulisic. He goes, he goes like, Christopher, I'm going to put you on the bench today. And when you come on the floor, I want you to score some goals. Yeah. And then he's like, and then Pulisic is like, yeah, man, sure. I'll do whatever you need. Yeah, homie. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm going to go play for a United States men's soccer team. He does one of these, rolls his eyes, and then, like, goes to the bench. When he gets subbed off, like, 63rd minute. He just, like, calls McKenny in the bench, and he's like, yeah. hey, dude, you gonna, you think Juventus wants me? <laughs> That's what happens. That's how well, I mean. Well, apparently they do, is the thing. Like, Juventus wants – we offered them Werner and 70 mil for the league because we need a center back, which we'll get to in a sec. But they were like, what about 70 mil plus Pulisic? And we're thinking about that right now, which I'm not – I love Pulisic. 
And Mason Mount, my favorite player, is Polish American. I love him. We really need a center back, and I love the club a little more. I'd be okay. For, are you still going for Kolobali? I we are, but he's not like crazy high on my list just because he's thirty-one. So good. and he doesn't really he he is good, but he's just like a. I don't know. I feel like Delict is just that much, like that little bit more. Like if we're gonna pay like a hundred eighty mil or a hundred mil or whatever for a defender, I'd rather get like Delict. I'd rather get like Jules Kounde for fifty. But what I would say is that you know, like, if you guys want to compete now, it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt to get a player. Sure, that they're older, but they're gonna they already have the experience. Kalabali's fantastic. I would I would take him in a heartbeat if I were you. I think he's gonna I'm- be great for you. So. I will not complain if we get Koulibaly. I won't. Personally, I wouldn't take that disrespect, Connor, and I'll just sign in, but, you know. Listen, listen. Maybe it's maybe it's me, my AFCON hate again. Maybe that's what's going on, but I don't know. I think this is the last little thing that Chelsea needs to do, though, is bring in the youth, like keep the youth guys going, like Chalaba, Levi Colwell need minutes, Gallagher needs minutes, Armando Broja needs minutes, uh, some other guys too, but, like, all this stuff, I feel like if Chelsea does all this stuff to a T, I think we – I feel like the, the – um, expectation from a lot of fans is going to be like a lot of Chelsea fans is going to be to win the league. And I don't know if we do that next year. I would love it if we did it next year, but I feel like the reasonable expectation as a, as a, we're soccer analysts, as a soccer analyst, if they don't fit, they need to finish like top two or three. And I feel like it's very doable if they like get rid of the, get rid of the guys that don't really need to be there, bring in the new guys, keep the youth. I, I, don't mean to be mean. I disagree. I feel like you guys mm. have way too many. I think that the competition next year is going to be really intense. And mm. you're going to need to, like, just kind of develop for a couple of seasons and then go. Like, I, I, I'll say just be patient. You know, I'm not patient. I've had, I've had a lot of patience, Michael. I've had a lot of patience, Michael. Um, yeah, I, Michael. I don't think you're going to. Yeah. I'm saying, like, league is a, is a big one to win. City's already got that in the bag. Liverpool is gunning for it. Now, for, like, other things, I'll say, okay, you're making a fair argument. But, you know, I digress. Yeah. We, we already covered Chelsea now. Yeah. So now it's my turn. My turn to talk. My the turn. floor is yours. You rant about yours. Arsenal. And, yes. you know, yeah, coming yeah. into the season as an Arsenal fan, it was very sad. We lost our two first three games. Brentford, <laughs> Chelsea got demolished by City, which was expected. Um, then we literally – had a whole thing where Aubameyang didn't know how to, how to play football for a while. So he had, we had to send him away later on for free. But it started to click towards the end of the season. And, you know, it seemed like we are going to top four. So and for that aspect alone, I'll say it was a disappointment. But if, it, if you were just looking last year, you'd be like, oh, what do you mean? You guys actually made it to European competition. You were close. But, you know, I digress. I think Arsenal is a, has a very young team. I think their mm-hmm. average age, if you take away Shaka from the starting lineup, and I think maybe one more player, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Maybe Cedric Soros. Yeah, then you yeah. have the average age of 23 for that squad. Oh, yeah. The youngest squad in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're, next year, the expectations easily, please finish top fourth. If you finish top three, great. I don't see us winning the league. I'm being honest with you, but I see us potentially going for some type of trophy. Maybe it's the, the FA Cup. It's not going to be a league cup. Uh, maybe the FK. Maybe the Carabao. Maybe the Europa League. Who knows? 
but we're making good signs in the summer. We have Sabala coming back from his loan, which thank God they put him alone because he was fantastic last year. I think he won the best young player in Ligun, and he was really good. Um, we have players coming back from um, injury that were fantastic last year, like Thomas Partley. And yeah, he's he. I think he's fairly underrated in the Premier League. I think he has an opportunity to prove himself more next year. And I think our Arteta system now, since it's had time to flourish, all these players are more adjusted to it. And we've already made signings. We got Marquinhos. We got Gabriel Jesus. Uh, Marquinhos, who's a young um, striker from Brazil. Gabriel Jesus, who played in City. And he's pretty experienced. And he's going to probably be playing number nine now. Um, we also got... Um, yeah, I forgot his name. Portuguese center fielder. Oh, uh, Fabio Vieira. Vieira, yes. We got Attacking Vieira. mid, yes. A center, he's, a, he's an attacking player. He's, I think he had like 15 or 20 goal contributions last year with like 14 starts. Like he was really, he was doing fantastic for the team he was playing in. So um, I'm very optimistic about next season. We also have like links with more defenders, which I think we're, we could be lacking in like the left wing, left back position. I think it's Liz, what's his name? Uh, Lissandro Martinez is someone we're linked to. Right now we're in the bid with him and United for and it seems like we're also trying to get another winger which is kind of weird because we have Saka, Martinelli and I and like you know Smith Rowe which I think we're kind of set to that with but yeah. um I don't I'm not mad if we get Nabry if I'm being honest. <laughs> no Nabry would fit in for I mean that's a homecoming for Nabry uh, that's where he kind of rebooted his career a little bit I guess not really the spot but like some more maybe where it's, it'd be like a revitalization for him. Yeah. He's like I can play at Arsenal. I can go come in and play make uh Make soccer play left wing. I'll play the right, and we'll just figure it out, man. Just and do that. Got, but we got yeah. Matt Turner too coming from the U.S. So oh my god, it's future. I mean, that's your future starting keeper. Let me tell you, he's very good. Yeah, so I'm I'm very optimistic for where this team's gonna go. Mm-hmm. I do think we're very young, so my expectations are super crazy. Like we need to win the league, we need to do this. I just think we need to finish top four first to attract more talent next summer to potentially make a run for a bigger trophy. So I'm I, I trust Arteta's style of football. I trust him now. I I just think with the improvements he's made, and I think if we get Telemans, that'd be also fantastic. I like the defenders we have. I think we're fine with our team. If we just add a couple of pieces, maybe even a, a better nine, I wouldn't have issues with it. But in general, I think you know I I'm very optimistic for next season. I think we could finish top four for sure. If we're lucky, we'll finish third place. And hopefully we win a cup. What do you think, Connor? I, I agree with you. I, I mentioned this to you in uh, our little, like we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, Arsenal moving to a strict 4-3-3. And I think I would like to see, out of them, I'd like to see Vieira play. And then Vieira, them doing like Vieira, Odegaard playing box-to-box. Because Vieira is capable of playing midfield. And Partey playing more as the low defensive mid. I think you would rather see like a 4-2-3-1 and Vieira come off the bench. I wouldn't mind that, but honestly, yeah. it, everything changes once you see a team kind of play and how players interact with the team. I just mm-hmm. want Vieira coming off the bench because he's new to the squad, and Odegaard proved himself last year. Parley also proved himself last year. So I would want someone like – I wouldn't want someone on him, like obviously just coming to a brand new squad and just starting over players that have already been established. Yeah. But I do think our expectations are pretty high, as in like just finish in the Champions League. For God's sakes, bring us back to the Champions League. I haven't heard that song in a long time. I keep hearing the oh when I dream, and it's it's kind of infuriating. 
Yeah. So I, I expect us if I can make expectations for next season, I think City are still gonna win. I think probably I think the I think the three London teams are gonna be fighting for top four. I can see that too. I mean, in that same vein, like I don't know what you think, but if we're doing like how the top six finishes, mm-hmm. maybe this is my Chelsea bias a little bit and expecting stuff, but I'd say City wins. I think we're in agreement on that. City wins the league. I think this is a year they do it fairly handily. Like, it's not like they're not winning by one. They're winning by, like, ten or something. Um, which they should have done this year, but they started bottling games at the end. I digress. I think Chelsea comes in, too. Liverpool's right there at three. I kind of think Ta- – it depends on what happens with Conte, because I can see Conte getting mad, like, halfway through the season and, like, bailing. But I, Conte, I four. Think, I think four. you guys have more – of a struggle, like an uphill battle than you think. And I mean this in a very positive way, Connor. I don't mean as an insult. I just mean as someone who's been in a team that mm. had to go through like a huge transition, even though they have a good manager, I think it's going to be rough. Like you guys have a new owner. He's spending the money. He's good for him for spending the money the right way. That's, that's a good sign because, you know, God, it took, it took forever for the, the, <laughs> the cone case to actually spend their money from the club. And don't even get me, don't even get started with like Man United. They poor guys over there. But I, I don't know, man. I'm saying like I think Tottenham has made better moves. They looked a lot sharper towards the end of the season. Arsenal mm-hmm. looked a lot sharper too. You, we can give you a run for your money. I think if anyone's not gonna end up top four, and I mean this with nicest intentions, it might be you guys. <laughs> but who knows? I can see we I don't know. I just whole summer of transfers to go. Yeah, we do. We do. So my top four, I'm saying right now, let's just for, for future episodes, we'll probably go back to this at some point. Liverpool or sorry, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham. What do you have? Um Fulham, Leeds, Southampton. Facts. I Gotta think, keep the American guys up, dude. I think Derby County would like just go Der- straight to Derby County will well they got they got pumped out of um the I championship. They're getting bumped out of Yeah, Wrexham maybe. No, Inter Miami. Inter Miami could sneak in and get a little prem dub. Yeah, it would be good. But I, I, I my seriousness, I feel like it's going to be a battle for probably like first with Liverpool and City again. I think City might be a lot more comfortable this year with the players they're they're having in the summer. I think Liverpool might struggle with Nunez for a bit until he kind of gets his footing in, and especially with Diaz coming off the bench to now being a starter. That might be a little bit difficult. I would say it will be a killer for them like they'll they're not going to be good i think it's just going to be like you know it takes a while to adjust um but in general i think it will be town in third arsenal fourth chelsea fifth and six would be man city man united if they're lucky i think we're in agreement that united would be lucky to come in six like i think that's probably yeah i i think they can they can maybe try to push it for fifth maybe Mm. um i just i right now i'm not convinced they haven't made any signs yet. They've been they've been in a lot of talks with people, but you know I've talked to a lot of people too. Doesn't mean they're gonna come and like hang out with me and like do this stuff with me. Like come on, like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to get players, go get players. You know you got a new manager. He's saying he's gonna blow up the squad. Give him the money. Get the players. Stop talking about how your team's gonna be good next year. I don't want to hear it. I just want to see I, it. I'm tired. It's of one of those like. Man, you're like, we're going to be fine next year. Shut up. Put, pay, put some pe- pen on paper, sign some letters, 
and play some darn football. <laughs> nice darn use for the uh, listeners. So Chad, Chris, who will, who no longer has to blur that word. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I think we're in continuation or agreement. Um, I mean, a million things can happen in soccer. A million guys can be signed. Messi can decide overnight that he wants to go play for Arsenal and play attacking mid, and then you got you got your guy. But no, I mean, this is needs and wants. Our first edition of needs and wants. I think we've done a pretty solid job, me and Michael, this week talking about all that. Uh, we'll be back next week. Not sure who's going to be on next week, but we should be back next week. Continue prem. Talk about maybe Everton. Talk about some Wolves, West Ham, Yay, some Everton. other teams like that. See maybe maybe more in depth of like where they should finish. It's a little more ambiguous with them. It's not Everton. player top four expert. Everton will be lucky not to get relegated next year, by the way. But we'll talk about that next year. We'll talk about that. As a little bit of a mention for next episode, just kind of like a tease for now, I think Newcastle will finish a lot higher than people expect. Yeah, they're going to buy a spot. I No, I – yeah. (laughs) But, like, I've been saying it to you and Rafa, all these people a lot. I'm like, listen, City, their first season, they went from 10th. Towards the end of the season, Newcastle were looking pretty good, except when they played against City. But City's like, you know – they won the league, but they were looking pretty sharp. They won against Arsenal comfortably. They were pretty dominant at home. I think next year they're going to be looking sharp again. Do I think they're going to like go into Europe? Maybe like conference league. If they can try to push for like Europa, if you know, United don't get their stuff together. But I, I, I honestly think Newcastle is going to try to become the next big boy, make it like a top seven type of thing. Or maybe kick out one of the teams from the top six and then make keep it top six still. But you know, uh, yeah. So that's needs and wants episode one uh, off the bar pod. Uh, hopefully, you guys are receptive to it. We'll keep doing it. We're gonna finish up prem next week. Probably move on to the league of the week after, and we'll see where we go from then. We don't really do uh, Syria, Ligue Bundesliga that much, but I think a lot of the guys would probably do that. We'll see. I think the fans might be receptive to it too. Uh, tune in, watch us on YouTube. We're available anywhere you can get a podcast. Uh, check out the TikTok, check out the Twitter, check out the Instagram. I'm Connor O'Brien. I've been here with Michael Figueroa. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. We love you. Keep coming back to Off the Bar. Thanks for tuning in. Needs and Wants, Episode 1. Peace. Suey.